Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. Today on the show, we have Buchem Bele. Okay, so Butha has worked across many, many different industries from corporate, um, including management consulting, financial services, and fashion, yeah, yeah, as well yeah. as auditing. Um, and currently, she's working as, she's heading the Gauteng Regional Audit Graduate Recruitment Program for a global audit firm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, Butha is a social entrepreneur. You use like all you, you like you put so much good into the world trying to improve society. Yeah. But we'll get into the why behind all of that. And you've also been recently named as a brand South Africa player part as a ambassador. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Like I was telling you now before we started recording, I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to, you know, share my story. Yeah. Um, just so that people can really know who I am. Yeah. Just, not just the picture, mm. but the person, the real me. The person yeah. behind all the glamorous pictures, yeah. all the, you know. <laughs> okay, so let's take it back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Who is Bootle? Where does Bootle come from? What has led to you being who you are today? So Bootle, born bred um, in Johannesburg. So it's mm-hmm. actually. Um I currently am raised by a single mom, like a strong female. But if I have to step back and just look at my life, um, I come from somewhat an abusive background. Mm-hmm. So my father was, you know, um, very, very difficult man to deal with. You know, it's, it's, it was so funny because when mom's home, everything's great, we're all happy. But the minute my dad got back from home, you know, you almost like shake. Because you don't know what you're going to deal with today. You don't know, you know, are you going to be beaten up as mom? You know, whose turn is it today? Oh, my goodness. Right? Mm. Um, but in hindsight, looking at my life now, I I know why I went through that. You know, I know that my dad had a very difficult, you know, upbringing. You know, for him, being beaten up was a sign of love. Whereas my mom came out from a background where she was consistently loved and now merging those two worlds and trying to build their world, you know, it was a bit of a chaos. And, you know, you as a child have to kind of also strive and make it, up, make it out of that and, you know, define what love is for you. Mm. So that was very, very difficult. Um, and I think because of my upbringing, you know, it, it, it somewhat came up, you know, in my adulthood. Um, becoming a woman when you know choosing relationships you know mm. um you know the the things that you actually take for granted that you don't think about like why do you choose a particular type of man to be in your life mm. you know but when you grow up and after you go through you know therapy you know you start understanding why you've made the kind of decisions and choices that you have because of your because of, you know, where you started. Mm. Um, but I'm so grateful. I'm grateful I went through that. I'm grateful that I have a strong, really strong woman who, you know, she has fought against 
so many odds. Mm. I mean, I think she, I think I could easily say my mom should have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's how hard it yeah. is. So I think that for me, that's where my resilience comes from. Um, yeah. So, you know, growing up, it was very tough. I, I can't say I had an amazing childhood um, because I was consistently shifting worlds. You know, I would, you know, d- we depended a lot on my dad because he was the one bringing in the money. So we were really good for a long time. But, you know, it was all the glitz stuff, you know, we had the big house, you know, cars and this life. But inside the house, it was a broken, broken home. It was a cold home. Even if my mom tried to make it warm, it was very, very difficult to live in. And I think when my mom made the choice of leaving my dad, it broke so broke myself and my, my brother um, because then that meant that my dad was going to take away the home, take away the cars, yeah, yeah. basically strip us off the good life. And that's when, you know, I, I saw that you have to make your own life for yourself. You can't depend on anyone to give you the life that you want to have. Mm. So, And that's one of my strongest values, that if I want something, I literally have to go out there and make it for myself it's not about who can give me this yeah it's how bad do I want it and no one's gonna stop me if I want and what am I going to do to go get it yeah yeah you know yeah um I mean that was tough because you know my you know being being stripped away from resources requires you to think differently in terms of how do I get ahead Mm. um and the, and the irony of this is that I lived in the hood, but I went to school in the suburbs. So during the day, it's like you get to dream and you see the houses. And you're like, oh, one day I'm going to have this I'm going to be living here. I'm going to be living here. You know, yeah. that's where you get to dream. Yeah. And then your reality is, you know, you come home and boys will be making sneer comments at you. Girls wouldn't really like you because you think you're better because you go to a better school mm-hmm. and you speak differently. And, you know, yeah. and then you see the girl next door is pregnant and you're like, but how are you being pregnant? You know, so imagine having to shift across two different worlds every single day and trying to, you know, navigate through life mm-hmm. and still having that dream like, okay, this is who I want to be. This is where I'm going to be one day. I literally didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that it had to be done. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, first, you know, when I matriculated, um, my dad went through a terrible stroke. So... He literally died for me at in, in grade 12. And the woman that he was currently with took him away from our lives completely. So we had no access to my dad whatsoever. Mm. And I think the next time I'd see my dad was in the mortuary. So completely like, you know, like I, I think I've, I'm probably the happiest person, but those traumas, they devastated me mm. like, you 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 like, but wait a minute, my dad, you were fine yesterday. Like, you know, and now you're like in a deathbed, and then ten years from then, it's like, oh shit, you really are gone. So, the ten years, I think, for me, I used as a 
a healing process because I took it as that my dad is really gone because this woman's making my life hell. And um, I get emotional about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it was at a point where I really hated him. I really hated him, but I still loved him because he's my dad. And I didn't want him to experience all this pain by himself because mm. I really wanted to be there for him. But this woman was very dead on on us not having access to him. And by the time he was, he had passed on, I was, crazy as it sounds, I was happy because it meant that I'm going to have access to him. Because I don't think she would sit at the graveyard and say, you're not allowed to see yes. mm. But which is sad because... That's when it really hit me that time is so crucial and so important and it's something you can never get back. You know, I I don't care how people hurt you, do things to you. Find a way to forgive and move on and consistently be there for people when you can and when you are ready to, because time is very, you can't buy time. Mm -mm. No one can ever say, okay, I'm going to give you time to be with a person. Mm -hmm. That is something that you just don't get when they're gone. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me. And I was so grateful because, you know, then I was like, okay, at least I'm going to see my dad now. And no one is going to police me around it. I don't have to pay lawyers for it. Um, I'm going to have access to him, but he'll be gone. But at least I can go and cry there and be open there mm. and tell him, you know, my pain and what I, I went through. So pretty much that was my childhood. Yeah. You know, very, I mean, like any child, you, you'll make it good, you know, at some point. You know, um, I think my mom has always stood as a very, like, strong symbol for me of, of, as a woman, you fight for your family, you fight for your children, and you fight for your, your cause. Um, and, you know, we, we, we had a very tough relationship as well because other things I didn't believe, you know, because I was like, I'm my own woman, I know what I also want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what happens when you have two strong women, you know, and she now knows that she was raising a strong woman. Um, and it's difficult when you have two strong women in one household. But, you know, when you start defining yourself and knowing who you are, I think the next person is able to appreciate because mm. now they understand that and they know that they cannot impose themselves on you mm. but rather let you shine as you should so um yeah i mean we didn't have a lot of money um you know there were days where basically papa i think gravy would be a luxury oh my goodness basically yeah. papa sometimes the cabbage and my mom would make it so good though it was it was so good you know it was really really good um but you appreciated those moments. Mm -hmm. You it, it wasn't about what was on the table, but it, 
almost like the love. What would in, what went into it? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So so that was you know for me now that now actually that I'm talking about it, I'm like wow actually it is puma gutema. You know, like, look at where I am now. Like, yeah, you know. And then first year happened, and first year I went to UJ. And what were you studying at UJ? So I did HR. <sighs> I almost feel like I don't know why. I really, do. I really don't know why. I think I was just I wanted to just do something because yeah. everyone was going to university. I have to go to university. The next it's step, the next step. You have like, to do it. I have to do it. Yeah. And then my mom was like, oh, oh, we're going to try one year, but oh, I don't have money. So you're going to see. We're going to try and make mm-hmm. a plan. And, you know, I think because I believe so much that my mom would always make a plan, the plan didn't come along. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, I, I didn't have access to information. It's not like now that I've you know, everything that I want is it's within my reach. Mm, it's in within right my fingertips, right? But back then, you know, I firstly my matric was trauma. So the marks that I really wanted wanted and should have gotten, I didn't get. So I don't qualify for any bursaries or any, you know, scholarships. And my first year was a drag. And my mom said to me, you know, I still have to take your brother through school. So either you're going to go out, get a job, work, and study simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to decide and make a call. And, you know, when I was looking at home, we were living in a four-room house. I was just like, Yazin, let me not be selfish. Let me go out and look for a job. I know that I can really work hard, and I'll make something out of myself. And I think that's when I really... You know, I, I I think I went into HR because everyone's like, yeah, if you're a people's person, just do HR. Yeah. I really didn't. That really is know. the stereotype. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You know? I was just like, oh, okay. And the assessment says so. So, oh, wow. We'll just <laughs> see. Um, but I had a huge passion for, like, marketing. I knew. I mean, I, I was part and parcel of Take a Girl Child to Work Day. Oh. And I went to Motorola. And there was this lady who was in marketing. And I was just like, this is what I want to do. So then I was very confused. And they were like, oh, you're a people's person. Like, just do HR. Do HR. I was like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess, I guess this is going to be good for me. And I quickly, I think very quickly I fell out of love with it. But I loved some of the modules that they were doing. I loved what it was bringing for me. It started making sense. Mm. I loved the connection. So, you know, the recruitment process, I was like, ooh, getting people jobs. Because it was something that I would have wanted for someone to do for me. Um, You know, just the opportunity to give someone financial freedom. Mm. For me, that was like everything. Because that's what I wanted. So I wanted to give that to someone, even though I didn't even have that. But that for me was like, I want to harness this part. Mm. So I'm going to go out and do it. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And started working as a receptionist. I actually want to tell people, I got 1.2 a month. That was, a, that was your first paycheck. That was my first paycheck. Yo, I think I went and I opened up an account at YDE. 
Oh, <laughs> why did he? <laughs> because I was like, you're bowling. <laughs> Listen, I got money now. You know, I got real money. I'm gonna look good. Yeah. You know, and and I, I mean, I I've always had a flair for for fashion. That was my that was my escape actually. So I'd always like collect magazines and make like a magazine layout oh, and yeah. cut out pictures and stick with like, oh, I like this, and then you know, like the back of the U magazine at that time. That's how. Like back of a U magazine <laughs> or a drum magazine, I'll cut out inspiration and you know stick pictures and of, of all my idols and their style, and that for me was my escape. Mm. And um, I think you know very very quickly, I just knew that money makes me happy because it's something that I knew but completely lost because dad oh, was yes, no yes. there. And it was it's something I was so used to. And I knew that if I had it, it, it made my life a little bit easy. And um, I, I think then I started focusing on work and my studies kind of fell, fell away. And my brother then matriculated, I think, two years later. And some of my money was going towards, you know, his education mm. and I was covering some of, you know, the household bills, you know, you're working now. So me, if you're working, you need to buy some groceries, you know, then you've got your own toiletries. Um, you still want to look good. You still want to go out with your friends when they mm -hmm. do go out, mm -hmm. you know, and my mom is the type of mom who's like, oh, you want to go out? By all means, go out. But there's no money coming from her. Like, I'm not, so meaning yeah. that if you don't have money, you're going to basically stay home, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Um, and then I think, you know, when, for me, my huge turning point at the time was when my brother matriculated and he was adamant of taking a gap year. And he said to me, yeah, I'm going to just stay home. And I'm like, there's no such, because I know what it feels like to be home and not be doing anything and not being productive. And I found him a program to go to the U.S. At the time, I've never even had a passport in my life. And I told my mom, like, this is what we're going to do for him. He's yeah. going to take a gap year. He's going to go to the U.S. It's going to help him. It's going to broaden his horizon. He's going to see and make opportunities for himself. I mean, my brother was my baby. Like, I, anyone who knows me would know how much I loved my brother. Like, mm. I would fall for my brother just to save him, you mm. know. And I found him a program. I saved all my pennies, bought him a return ticket, got him into the program, and he went to the U.S. and spent a year in Chicago. And for me, that said, I can also do this for myself. If I can do this for someone who's never even had any experience. I mean, he just stepped out of high school. And I was like, so I can also do this for myself. And I think I was so foolish that, I didn't think for me, but I thought for the next person. And that's how I've always lived my life. Mm. I always put myself at second place and rather have someone thrive than me. You know, it's always been me. Like, oh, no, it's okay. Don't, not me, you. Mm. Um, and which now I know. Like, now I'm like, no, actually, I'll put myself at second It's my turn. Place. Now it's my turn. It's my turn. I've, I've paid my dues. Yes. Um, I then... You know, and during the time when I was working, I was fortunate, you know, that I had a mentor. I identified someone 
um, Mimi. Mimi. Oh, her name was Bushe as well. I think that's why oh. I loved her. <laughs> I loved her. Bushe was this amazing woman. She was French speaking. She ran a tour operation. She was dynamic. There was like, there were no barriers for her yeah. at all. Like she did it and she did it all. And I was so confused. How like, how is it possible that she can do everything? Like, am I not supposed to just do one job and just focus on that? And she showed me like, you can do everything that you want to do. It's within your, it's within your yeah. reach. And she initially opened my eyes and then I was introduced to someone else and then they actually found me an opportunity to get into management consulting as a, as a admin person at the mm. time. I didn't know what the firm was. I didn't know. I, I knew nothing about this firm, right? And I went in for my interview I literally, to this day, don't know what I said. <laughs> I think I just sat there and told them that I, it is, this I can do. I can do it with my eyes closed. Mm. I'm very confident. Um, give me the opportunity. Give me the benefit of the doubt. And they paid me probably nine times what I was getting. Yeah. Nine times what I was getting. And I literally thought that that was God. I was not qualified for the job. I had no experience. And they gave me a ridiculous amount of money that was going to be able to set me and my family up really well. And I did the most, mm. literally. I, I worked so hard sure. that I, you know, you, you could not miss me. That's hard. That wasn't, it was a global firm. The people that I came across I worked with the cream of the crop in terms of intellect in the country. So it was almost ridiculous mm. for me not to be thinking in that level. Mm. And I mean, these people were sitting with like five degrees. And, you know, here I am, straight out of high school, like, no, well, not really straight out of high school at the time, but I just knew my, of my capabilities. And... It was insane because I just knew that I had to make these opportunities work out for me yeah. and the people and the connection. Yeah. And that's when I learned how to network. That's when I learned how to work on me as a brand. How do you stand out? Mm. So those were the important learnings for me. That, that firm for me was basically my university. Mm. That in, in, in the time that I was there, that was my universe. All because someone believed in you. All because and gave you this opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I literally to this day, that, that set me up yeah. for, for greatness yeah. and built my confidence, um, opened my eyes to the world. That's when I knew that, oh, actually, I can also travel. I can, I, I'm going to get a passport now. You know, I mean, this girl from Isoweto who you know, has to go back and see this world and yet have to dream big and insanely and sometimes hear stories of herself with the ad. I'm going to buy me. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's when my life really began. You know, with with all that hurt, with with all those things that broke me, 
as a young woman and all the pain, that that moment, that was the trajectory of, mm. of my life and the beginning of it. And that's when I jumped out and I was like, okay, great, I've done this. Now I'm going to go into fashion because oh, okay. now I'm really yeah. confident. Yeah. yeah, That's when I, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to go into fashion. And <laughs> fashion wasn't it. I was like, <laughs> what were you doing in fashion? So I did recruitment um, for a fashion um, institution, uh, Lysoff. Oh, yes. Yes. And I, I mean, that was the most incredible place for me to be at, at that time. And I think, you know, you have to respect your journey. Yeah. You have to trust the process of your journey. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough to, to people, mm. you know. And I, I sometimes don't believe that. I'm like, I should be far by now. But I have to trust the process of my journey and I need to be so focused in my own lane that things along the side shouldn't shouldn't haze me, you know. At at Lysoff, I was with Rich Misi. I was with Gamo. Gamo is now this amazing international blogger, um, Will and Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Rich design. I actually still. I've got a rich, original, rich Melissa <laughs> dress, you know. And I always tell him that. Yeah. Like, if people knew <laughs> where you come from, yeah. you know, those are the likes of people that I had in front of me. I I saw Tebe Tebe Magugu. Like he Tebe Magugu's application came through me. Like I was like Tebe, hey, this boy is gonna go far, you know. And and for me, that's when I really recognize that. For me, recruitment is. Potentially my calling, and I'll tell you why potentially. Potentially my calling because it doesn't really say to me that it has to be a specific industry. If you have an eye for talent, mm. it should be talent across the board. Yeah. Acro- yeah. Across, right? If you, as a company, come to me and you say to me, I'm looking for ABC, I should be like, I should be able to find that for you. It shouldn't matter what expertise and experience. I will go out and I will hunt for you and I will bring meat in front of you. Exactly what you want. Yeah. <laughs> that for me was recruitment. That for me, for me, it wasn't about, oh, then I don't, it, it has to be specific. It has to be boxed. Mm. For me, it could, I could, I could go into any, any, any discipline and make it successful. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And, um, I think from from that point, then I enjoyed it. So I got what I needed from from fashion. I made the connections. Um, I I figured out very quickly that okay, I'm definitely a co- a corporate girl, but I could definitely do the fashion thing yeah. on the side. And I know what it is that I want to do on the side in terms of fashion. It's definitely not making any garments. It's definitely not being a buyer or sourcer. It's definitely not putting together content. But I really, really enjoyed styling people. Like that for me was that that's it. I just want to make people look pretty. Mm. I want us all to be beautiful. Like that for me was my happiness. You know, I, I did it for my family without even knowing sometimes, you know, like when there's a wedding, oh I'm you're the one. I'm the one. Like- <laughs> Every single, I mean, all my cousins call me, friends call me, like, I'm looking for this. Where do I go for this? Mm. And the best part about me 
Yes, the best part about me is that I'm the queen of cheap. Like, I do not spend a lot of money in clothes at all. I'd I would never be able to tell. Right? <laughs> no, like I'm telling you. <laughs> what? Are you sure? Yeah, positive. <laughs> I, I do not spend money. I, I do not believe in buying it by full price at all. Like, yes. Unless if it's someone's creation. Yeah. I respect the art. But if I have to go to Zara and buy something, I will wait for you to go to sale. I love sales. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> but but now here's the thing about me that I've got. I, I, as much as I love sales, I don't like being in the store during the sales. Oh, yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. And yeah. it's very difficult for me to kind of envision things mm. and see how everything lays out. So I, I usually shop online. Okay. And I get it delivered at my best friend. I, I, I shop abroad, but I've got people ah, okay. in, in different countries. Can you see? So networking with people, connecting with people, maintaining relationships is so important for me. And I think it should be to anybody. You need to respect people so much that people should want to do things for you even without you asking mm. because I'm that person. Mm. So that's my mirror. You know, like if someone needs something out of me, I'm happy to go out there and do it. But they know that, oh, Buke has done this for me. And not that it's a favor, favor, but you you know you want to be able to do I mean, there's a it's a different situation where someone actually says, Buke, I'm, unfortunately, I can't. I respect that's that. That's okay. I, that's okay mm. because – then they know that one day when something comes up, they're like, this is Ghana, yeah. You know, I, if, if you maintain your relationships, if, you know, you work hard at them, um, one of the, 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 he's now a director actually in the firm, um, he was, I, I call him the most well-connected man in the world. Like, he's so well-connected. It's for me, I always feel like it's insane. How is it possible that you're well connected? And I sat with him because I wanted to understand the art of what he does yeah. because he had access to people. It, it, I mean, he has access to Obama, Yo. he has access to Bill Gates, Yo. he has access to, I, I, I don't know, whoever you want to think of right now he probably has access to that person. And I wanted to understand, how did you do that? So those for me were my tools of learning. So I was like, okay, cool. Tell me how. He said, it's simple. You make a very authentic connection to someone. Go out to these networking things, meet people, but make it very authentic. It shouldn't be that it's because it's so-and-so and now you want to know them, and then they must know you. But then you forget, or because yeah. you're thinking that this is what they're going to do for me one day. You know, I want tickets to Akiti, like uh, <laughs> uh, the delicious festival. Yeah. You know, I'm making an example. Mm. Like, oh, I want connections, and this person apparently is the person. That's the only reason why you want them. But you should genuinely go out of your way to get to know the person. So, you know, I, I don't want anything from anybody, but. I want to know that one day when I want to work with this person, I should be able to, you okay. know, for, you know, it, it, you build in that way. You connect with, with authentic connecting to someone will change your life. You know, 
I, I, I don't know how my brain works and how it functions, but for the life of me, I remember people's birthdays. And I'll call them up. I'm like, hey, it's your birthday. That's like a small thing, but it's but it means a lot. Yeah. It's so impactful. Like, hey, Busha always remembers my birthday. You know, and I probably don't talk to you very regular, but you know, if I come across an article that I'm like, hey, below that, you'll find this very interesting, mm. you know, and you pass it on. That's something that does count. You know, it's it's been so key um, in how mm. I look at where I want to go in my life. And this is even before the times of social media where you have access to people just by DMs. DMs. You know? <laughs> yeah. But just in building authentic relationships with someone, you know, when you meet someone and, you know, they get their number and you send them a message, oh my God, lovely to meet you. You know, yes, I remember you. And, you know, I think when I met you for the first time, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is you. I've never, you know, because yeah. you've never put a face. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm always chatting with you on email. And then I met your, your, your team. And I was like, okay, that's going to be easy to remember. And like they said, it turned out like, oh, so it's not going to be easy to remember my name. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's when you like connected with someone and you don't even know it, but you literally have to make a mental note that oh, this is Bonolo, oh, this is Lisa. You know, before you came, I was because yeah. uh, everyone's here today. Yeah. Um, I was actually just telling them, like, you know, guys, Lisa emailed me yesterday and she mentioned your name. She was like, it was so lovely meeting Bonolo and Lisa. Like, you mentioned everyone's yes. name, and I was like very surprised because yeah. we were just saying, like, it's such, a, it's such a coincidence that everyone's here today, yeah, and you're gonna come back and see everyone. Yeah. But I was like, but you actually remembered everyone, even. So you didn't know they were going to be here yeah, today. Yeah. So it's small things like that. Mm. It it actually doesn't take a lot out of you as a a person to be genuine. You know, if if you do things by just casually, like oh, because I'm so and so. Oh, we've got so many divas. <laughs> so many divas. So I I I enjoy meeting people. Mm. I enjoy learning so much from people. Um, you never know what you're going to learn from yeah. people. I I never undermine people at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I learn some of my most life-changing lessons from the lady who makes the tea at the office, mm-hmm. you know, where they sit with me um, and, and tell me things that I don't even know about myself. I mean, I've had... So many people who come up to me and tell me about my life. And I, like, cry because I'm just like, okay, here's another person telling me about my life. <laughs> and I feel it's God talking to me because there are things that I'm, as a person, I'm not listening to. Mm. Um, and I think God is at the point where he's like, you're not listening. You're not paying attention to me. You need to focus. This and this and this. You know, um, it, 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 it's crazy for me that people can come up to me and tell me. I, I have that all the time. Really? Mm, I have that all the time. Um, I, I just met, um, I was at an event um, uh, this week, actually, and I was meant to go off at another event. And as I was about to leave, someone pulled me and said, sorry, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay, but I have to leave right now. Like I'm rushing off to another event and it's already getting late. And they said to me, um, you have to forgive her. Huh. I was like, mm, 
don't know what I heard around here. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I have to forgive? And she started telling me about my life. She started telling me about my life, which was an eye-opener. You know, I a part of me knows that I have to pause right now in my life. And she told me, you must pause. You literally have to take a breath and just pause. You're busy. You're too busy with so many things that you're missing out on the things that are in front of you and that are so important for mm. you right now. You're missing out on the finer details because you're so busy. And that's been pondering in my mind for the longest time, you know, since. So, it, you know, I think even today, like, everything was so delayed. And I was like, oh, I have to take my son with me. And I didn't realize how important it was for me to actually take my son. Because usually I, you know, I leave him and like, mom needs to run. And he's very okay with it. He's a very independent young man. Um but he was like, today, I was like, no, mommy, I think I should go with you today. And the trip, just getting there and the conversations we were having, you know, I was just like, wait a minute, that's just like, who you? But he's so amazing that he teaches me life. And I always say this to people. I don't think, firstly, I was ready to be a, a mom. And my son happened to me for a reason because he is raising me as an individual. So I know like, you know, mm. people are moms there. And they're guys they're incredible moms out there. Like so many of them. And they really love being a mom. And I battled with that. I, you know, I suffered with 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 depression after I had given birth. You know, where my mom had to step in and be the mom to both of us, you know, nurse me through my healing, you know, physically, emotionally. I didn't want my son next to me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I was like, you messed up my life. I don't know what you're doing here. And, you know, my my, my marriage was, because I was engaged, yeah, my relationship, you know, fell to the side as well. And I knew it was important for me to let it go because it wasn't in healthy space. And... Here I am being stuck. At the time, I was not working because, you know, he said, don't work. You're not allowed to work. You, you're going to be a wife. You're going to be a mom. So you're not allowed to work. And I was just like, oh. But that's when someone tries and controls yeah. your life. That's when you lose yourself and lose your life. And I had to make a lot of hard decisions. Yeah, I, you're, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm done with that part of my life. And I've made peace with it. Mm -hmm. And I have an incredible young man, an incredible young man that I'm raising or who's raising me and teaching me about life. And I'm so grateful because my son is, he's so wise in a sense of he knows the kind of woman I am. He knows that I'm not mothering per se, but he's okay with that because that for him comes from my mom, but he knows that he can depend on me when he actually needs that additional boost yeah. in his life. 
and it's it's incredible because he's let me be me. L- literally, I, I, I can't explain it. It's it's almost like something you have to see when he's around me. He just lets me be. Oh, you're working. Okay, cool. And then he'll open up a book or he'll, you know, do something interesting with his life. But he's just let he lets me be who I am without forcing himself on me without he's he just loves me in that way mm. which I need that you know I, I'm, I'm a very different kind of mom you know and I've got an independent young man who drives his own life you know I think the only time when he really gets like very needy is when he's sick and he's like mommy I really <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll hold you. I can do that. Like, oh, yeah. shit, I'm so sorry. Why are you sick? Oh, okay, I can love you. Um, and that's been so good for us, you know. Um, we, we, we. I think kids come into your life for a reason. Um, they true blessing. I, I don't know the kind of person I would have been if I didn't have my son. Um, and he's just really stepped, he's really put direction in terms of the things that I want for my life and how hard I need to work. But I'm at that pause, I'm at that pause now because I'm just like, God, I'm gonna listen to you. Breathe. 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 <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's been that's where I currently am right now. I'm on mm. pause. Yeah. And really evaluating my life. Um because you, you're almost on the go because, oh, you have to go there, you have to meet so-and-so, and you're not, then you lose your intentional purpose about why are you doing this? What was the first reason for you doing this, you know? Um, yeah, so that's, how, that's, that's been like very important for me right now to, to just pause and really understand what my journey what my journey looks like right now. Um, and I've got a lot of projects going on. I've got a lot of ideas that I want to implement a lot around women. I'm so passionate about women. I really, I really, really, I, I think my son said to me the other day, I think you would have enjoyed it if you had a little girl. <laughs> oh, shame. I was like, oh, no, I really enjoy having you. And I'm like, yes, I probably would have so, so yeah, I mean, I've got a great relationship with my mom, and I think that's where it stems from. Um, you know, my mom always believes that you have to help people. Mm. You know, you can't, if you see another woman falling, you, you need to pick her up. It, it's, it's your duty as a woman to pick up another woman and not enjoy and laugh at her as she falls. Um, she, she, she told me this, um, I don't know, but it's a Zulu, it's a Zulu, um, saying she was going through the most. And she said to me, when people push the heat on you as a woman, if you push the heat on another woman, don't forget that one day someone will push that heat on you. So be very careful in terms of, you know, how you gone about doing life. And treating people. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, mm. you don't have to harm people to get ahead. Mm. You know, I, I, for the life of me, I just want to see everyone successful, you know. And it's not 
and 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 hear me out on this. Success to everyone is very different. Mm. Like very very different. Success to one friend of mine could be that she is in a happy home and she's raising beautiful kids with her husband. Yeah. That for her is her definition of success. Another friend could say, you know, my success is me, you know, get, getting to that partner level. That's my success. I could be saying that my success is seeing everyone around me. So, you know, you other things don't, I don't know. I think it's so sad now in society, like we base success on material things. Like it must be the car, it must be the house, it must be... I don't know. I don't, it's so sad. Mm, it, it, it's always either things or we also, I think society also bases success on like gauging where other people are, like the comparison thing. Yes, being compared. So it's either like you want a thing or like you want to be where that person is. Mm. Why am I not there? Mm. When am I going to get there? You know, and the crazy thing for me when people look at my life is like, wish you head up um, a grad program which required a CA, you're not a CA. Yeah. You don't have the qualification. You probably even worked in the in accountancy. Yeah. I mean, it was just by pure luck. That's why I say that recruitment. Yeah. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. If you can do the work, if you mm-hmm. can identify the talent, it should not matter. Um, I'm a hard worker. If it means that I'm in the office at seven o'clock and I have to leave at nine, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. That's how hard I work, Mm. you know, and people sometimes don't understand that, you know. Um, Oh, but, uh, you you know, where's your family time? Granted, granted, I'm at a point in my life where I actually need to work. And it's not that I am, compensating myself because I don't have the qualification but I can do the job it's just that it needs for me to work even a longer time Mm. to get the work done because of the volume of work that I'm doing but I've been so grateful for where God has consistently placed me when I have conversations with God and I say God I'm ready for a change. He makes it happen so quickly. You know, at times I, you know when they say God will put you in places where you don't even qualify? I can attest to that. Mm. I a thousand percent can attest to that. Half the time I don't know how I do things in my life, but I see things coming my way and things get done. I don't know. I mean, you know, people are like shocked, like you you renovating my mom's house. I'm like, hmm, how did that happen? I'm like, hmm. Unless my mom said she wants a she wants a home. Like she she wants a nicer home. So we sat down, we prayed, started putting things together. And we, we're doing it. I'm not Ganja, but it's, I can't explain it. Mm. You know, like, for me, God is a real thing. It's, he is, she is. He, like, it's in me. God is in me. I, 
I, I, I, I can't even wake up without thanking God. Mm. I really can't. I, you know, every night, even when we sleep, we we pray, we just, God is amazing. You know, God is truly, truly amazing in terms of what he's done in my life. For where I come from to where I am right now, I I don't know what would have happened if I didn't believe in a divine no power. Then we, I, I, I can't explain the reason as to mm. why my life has worked out the way it has. I could have easily been into Bazania Sekasi and just settled. Settled for Kasi life. I mean, what's what's bad about Kasi life? You know, who cares? Mm. But God chose me to do things differently. He chose me to be in positions and places that were bigger than me. And at times, I, you know, you'd feel so small. And every time that happens to me, I just say, God, give me the words. And then I say things and I'm like, oh, I don't even know what I said, but the person loves me great. <laughs> Great, and um, you know, I, 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 I'm connected to amazing people. You know, I, I feel, I almost feel that God has worked, God has worked in me. That I I don't believe in no. It may not be not now, but there's no no. Mm. Really, there's no no. You know, I, I just think it's only for me right now a matter of time that I do things. You know, my turn is coming. And, you know, I, I don't need to rush it. And I feel, you know, I was telling my main tea, she's been battling with a couple of things. And I said, you know what? You're being too hard on yourself. You just you need to hold it because you're doing well. You're doing well. You've got the marks. You've got the academics. You get, you've, you've got four confirmations of universities that are happy to take you. Yes, it's hard. Life is hard. You know, home is bad right now. But your escape is here. Right here in these marks. And we're going to work and get you a bursary. Mm. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get you out of that situation. If it means that you stay in race, you're going to stay in race. You're going to speak to like-minded girls. You are going to shift any, any single place in that perimeter that you're in to get wherever you want to be in your life. That's all that you need to do, you know? And I wish I had someone giving me those kind of conversations. Yeah. I really, really do. And I think that's why I strive to have those conversations with young girls. I mean, I spend my Saturdays talking to girls. Um, they're, they're girls that I mentor at a school not far from me at home. And we sit and we talk and, you know, like I'm just like, wow. Like if I was this young, knowing what I know now, shucks, I wouldn't care about anybody else but my future and my life and I'm going to be selfish about it. And that's all that you need to do. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Okay, so I'm actually really glad that 
I feel like you you led this so perfectly to like where we're going. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I'm really glad because you just said now if you had that person when you were that age, and this is like my thing. Mm. My 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 quote that I try to live by is be who you needed when you were younger. Oh. So like you like you, I feel like you just win. So I'm like yes, ah. so perfect. Yeah. And I ask all of my guests this question: If you could go back and talk to your younger self, what would you say to her? What would you say to younger Bootsy? Step up. Hmm? Step up to the table. And don't be shy. I was literally shy because. I felt like I didn't matter because of my background. So when all the girls were putting their hands up, I'm like, I, 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 no, 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 let's just keep quiet. You know, I was, I was always the girl who was, I remember, yo, girls are mean to each other. <sighs> you know, I had girls who literally said to me that I can't be friends with them because I'm not pretty enough. Mm. And that damages a person. And hence, I'm saying, you know, step up. I would say to myself, step up to the table because you have great things to say. But I, I had great things to say. I always have great things to say, but I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have the confidence then. I didn't have, you know, anyone backing me or supporting me. Mm. You, know, I, you know, I didn't have anyone sitting in my corner while I'm in that ring and someone whispering in my ear that you can do it, just, you know, another uppercut and you're good, <laughs> right? And I think if I had that, I would have been a different kind of a kind of girl or woman. I think I'm not doing too bad, but, you know, I would have definitely told Bukle to to step up mm. because she actually had a lot to offer. And I think people are only experiencing it now, but it's always been there inside me. And I just managed to to light up my fire. Um, I mean, and I've had a lot of people who've, you know, shown me that. Um, I mean, Aurelia, for one, I, I was very, very private with my life. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do anything. I don't want, no, don't put me out. And people, you know, too many people. <laughs> you know? Aurelia's like, are you kidding me? You're amazing. Come on, babe, you can do it. You know, she, you know, you... You need those kind of people in your life because sometimes you forget who you are. And sometimes you need to be shaken just a bit and woken up like, hey, baby girl, do you see yourself? You don't see. Look at this fire. This is you, right? Mm. Um, and I've had great people who've done that for me. Um, Holly has been amazing with me. My one mentor, Togo, she's fire. Um, Amanda Dambuza is you know, lighting my life right now. And, you know, she said something very important to me. And she said, I didn't even know you. And I saw such great energy and potential in you. She didn't even know me. And that's why I'm saying that I've always had it. It's just that I didn't recognize it. Mm. And that's the thing about life, right? You always have it. It's always been there. Like that magic inside you, that fire, that volcano, that it, it's always been there. That spark is always there. You just need to tap into it 
And people do see it. And for those who don't tell you, it's because they know how amazing you're going to be. But those who tell you, they just want you to like showcase yourself to the world. So, you know, you need to find those people mm. and stick to that. And, and it's, tri- I mean, life is tricky. I mean, you're, my mom has always been good at spotting my friends. I don't know. I think as a parent, you're just able to. Yeah, they know. They know. Yeah, they know these people. I, know. I, I, can, I can tell you. Know. I, I can tell you. You know, my mama, she's my friend. I love her. I love her. I love her. And then the person goes and shows you flames. So parents have always been good at, at, at you know, finding people who, who can positively influence you. And I really try and be that for, for women. Actually, any, anyone, you know, um, I was very fortunate when I was uh, working at the bank that I, I was a, a manager for trainees. And, I mean, I worked. Yo, literally, when I look at every single one of the trainees that, have, that I've touched, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to shape the world. Mm-hmm. When I say I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to do incredible things, no doubt. And I consistently remind them of that. Consistently when I meet them, like it, it, it doesn't even phase me. So when I see one of them is currently at Harvard right now, it, it's, it's, it's something I've always known. Do, do, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like I've, I've known that light. I've always known that you are going to do great things. And you just at this point in your life, okay, focus, you know, and, and that's why they used to call me Mama Bear, you know. Oh, <laughs> they so used cute. to, yeah, they used to call me Mama Bear, and it was great. It was it was so important for for me to be that person who mm. was that nurturer, and that's when my mo- that's where my mothering is. My mothering is that mothering older people that can talk to me. I can't be mother. <laughs> I struggle, you you know, and mm. it's only now that I'm. I'm able to be a, a great mom to a guy who talks to me, you know, he, you know, and that's my mothering, you know, and we talk about their careers and that's when I really enjoy my life. I enjoy that aspect of being the coach. Let, let's talk through your life. Let's, let, let's, let's understand where it is that you want to go. And I mean, I've got an amazing story if you don't mind me sharing. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a girl I was in high school with cause I spent some time in KZN and um, I went to boarding school just, I think it was two, three years, maybe. And I've always known this girl was amazing. She was just smart. She was just, you know, she was smart, mm-hmm. right? And I've always kept her in my mind. I don't know why, but she's always, and I, 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 when the minute I keep someone in my mind, I know because God is going to want me to work with them. Mm-hmm. Right, and she. I mean, we then drifted apart because I moved back to Joburg and she was in KZN, and I think then she went. She got. I think she did get a, a bursary, and she went to UCT. She did engineering, and uh, then she went into an engineering, into an engineering practice and uh, consulting uh, organization. And I remember, you know, tracking her down on Facebook. I don't know why. This one day in the evening, as my recruiter cap on, <laughs> I was like, I wonder where she is. 
tracked her down, tracked her down, found her on Facebook, sent her my details. Hey, how are you doing? You know, let's stay in touch. I see this is, wow, you're an engineer. I've always known you've been smart, da-da-da, amazing. Let's, let's link up. And sure thing, we connected. And I said, what are you currently doing right now with your career? She's like, oh, well, I'm an engineer and I'm thinking of doing this, da-da-da. It's like, I actually want to change your life. She's like, what? It's like, I want you to get into management consulting. It's like, what? It's like me. As an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, me. I'm like, yeah, you. I think you can, you can do it. I think I can coach you. I think you can definitely work in a global firm. Mm. And she was like, I've never thought about it. I always thought maybe I can, but I didn't think I could do it. I'm like, sure you can. And we sat and we mapped out her career. And I said, okay, what do you have lined up right now? What is it that you want to do? Let's, let's play open cards. Where do you see your career going? Mm. I'm just going to help you navigate it. I'm not saying I can work magic. But let's work through it. She said, okay, cool. That's fine. I'm happy to do it. And I said, great. She said, okay, first and foremost, I want to apply for the scholarship because I want to um, do a program um, at Duke University. There's um, a master's in business administration that she wanted to do. Mm. I said, okay, that's great. But if you get into this firm, they can pay for it. Yeah. Okay, so next. Uh, she was like, Okay, that's it. I'm like, oh, that's it? Okay, <laughs> let's see what we can do. And got her in, got her into interview, and then they had a new program, I think, that they were implementing at the time, and they said, we'd rather have you come into this program because we think that you're not somewhat ready. So we're not saying it's a no, but we're saying come into this program and then we'll move you back into, you know, this role, like as Management, an associate yeah. to, to start your career. Mm. And I said, no, don't do it. Go for the scholarship. And she got a Fulbright scholarship. Mm. I said, go for it. When you come back in two years, you're going to definitely get into this role. They can't say anything. And you know what happened? She got back after she, she got the degree and she said, I'm ready. And then it took her back instantly. And then she's just flourished. Flourished. Microsoft was fine for her. Like, I mean, like, literally. And she said, Butle, had I not spoken to you, I would have never even thought mm. of, of me working in this firm. Mm. So that, for me, is my calling. I, you know, if I could, I would be like a sports agent, but with career. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like a sport agent, yeah. like have five of the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, let's see what we can do with you. Yeah, yeah. That's really what I want to do. Um, I don't want to work with a lot of people. I just really want to focus on people. Who and hone in on. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, let me, let me shift you. Because I've got the connections. I've got the people. I know what the people are wanting, but they don't have that access mm. to the top talent and, you know, the way things are just changing right now, it's so important to be relevant. You know, people are not on campus anymore. Like, you're not going to find talent on campus. Mm -mm. You know, people are not inter even interested. They're doing things very differently. So, you know, as corporate, they need to think, how are they going to engage with talent? 
And I think, you know, I've got a couple of things that I'm doing in my head, but I'm just like, they're going to have to pay me an arm and <laughs> if they want that, yeah. you know. So so that's 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 really been a huge part of my journey. And just, you know, I'm, I'm so big on women. Like, I want women to be, especially black women. Like, mm. we are, we are more than magic. We... You know, I, I feel like sometimes we don't even know our power. Hell, I don't even know my power sometimes, you know. And when I sit with, you know, my 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 Indian or white counterparts, sometimes they, I feel like they've got it figured out. They've got the answers there. I still have to navigate, you know. I still, mm. You almost feel like you still need to get permission mm. to be doing what you really want to do. Mm. And that should be like, like, I need to, like, decide and then need to make it happen yeah and and that's what I'm doing with my life right now so I'm pausing so I'm listening to God <laughs> I'm pausing yeah um and I I I a part of me is is thinking on a on a bigger scale if I can say it that mm. way you know I never thought a girl from Elokshini can think that she can make a home in a different country like I I want to go live in London I want to go live with her in New York I that's my aspiration. that's yeah. my next step yeah but I'm not doing that because I want to get away from from home or not having home in my heart, but I want to compete with my peers on an international level yes. and then be able to bring it back home mm. and say, guys, this is what they're doing. Let's see what we can do. And I think that's the power there. Mm. You know, I want people who go up there and do the most. They need to come back home. You know, show us. Show, showcase. Don't show off. Showcase the skills that you gained mm. and come home. Let's make our country successful. You know, it, it's, it's, I don't believe that it's my government that's responsible for making my country successful. It's up to me to make it successful. Like every little step, like the economy is bad. Like we were talking with people like, hey guys, the economy is bad. The economy is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The economy is bad. So what? We've had worse. We've got, we went through apartheid. We've had worse. So what? Let's, in the meantime, work. Mm -hmm. When things pick up, you'll be there. You won't still be like, okay, no, so good, no, no, okay, a stallion pants, you know? No. Let's do things now while we still have the opportunities to. Mm -hmm. And when the economy catches up and is okay. It will deal with us, and we'll require <laughs> a lot out of it. Yeah. You know? Oh, Buse, this has been amazing. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I hope you would. I hope I didn't de derive a lot. I feel like I. I hope no. I everything you said was so worth it. Like, this has been amazing. Thank wow. you. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, see what you're up to. Um. So I really try and be on Instagram. I really try. <laughs> I really try. But it's I don't, just. I, I, I don't I don't post a lot, so I'm not really I'll post because oh my god, I haven't posted in a long time. Okay, let's post. 
but I'm definitely good at responding to people's messages. Okay. I'm great at responding to emails. Um, you know, I think I did. I sorry now. <laughs> digressing again um I had that challenge uh in August for women's month that I did and I had so many messages from people and I was so amazed and I was getting back to everybody Mm. you know like sometimes it was like after two days but that's you know my happy place like I I want everyone to to flourish I'm happy to share anything there uh I'm an open book uh very easygoing so Instagram it's great, and um, I've got a link to my email address on your Instagram. On my Instagram. Okay, page, so that's how people can reach me. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's great. been lovely having you. It's lovely, even if I cried. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best part. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And th- thank God, it's not okay. <laughs> Maybe we should start video recording these sessions. <laughs> oh, did you get the details? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you on the next episode. Bye.